Hello and welcome. This is Pepin from Pepin Reacts, and here today we have another great, fantastic reaction to a show that we watched called Breaking Bad. Now, I got with me my best friend, Meter. Meter, how you doing? Hey, I'm here too. Oh, yes you are. And today, you know, I, I think this episode will be very exciting. We got the Twins of Doom. We got, well being on his own, wearing Steve Jobs attire. I mean, but I, I think nothing is really going to overshadow the controversy that has befallen upon us. Yeah. Upon the show or upon our show? Or your upon show? our show. And oh. I'm not going to, like, you know, place the blame here, but... Uh, meter. Well, I mean, it's my fault, obviously. Yeah, I mean... Let's just say it's our fault, but we we all know whose fault it really is. Yeah, we all know this was this one's squarely on my shoulders. But mm -hmm. you know, we all make choices in life, and sometimes those choices exist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, for context, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, we released an episode recently as the character rankings for season two, mm -hmm. and it's a two-hour video. And I know you guys all watched all two hours. And there's a certain point that got a lot of negative comments, and it was when Meter ranked a certain character, uh, let's just say he begins with a Lewis and ends with God, uh, mm -hmm. as, as a Badger tier. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just read a couple comments here. One, okay. uh, from BluckPlugQD469, mm -hmm. how could you? How dare you? I don't I trust you anymore. I feel really bad for disappointing butt plug cutie. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, I mean, I, I told you it was a bad decision. I even asked you after if we could cut it out. And you, you mm -hmm. said, no, got to keep I it stand, in. I mean, I stand by it. I just feel bad that it's had this effect on super fan butt plug cutie. Mm. We got another comment here from Rocket Daily Danger. Uh, they say, I'm not sure if it's a guy or girl, but... Uh, they say, uh, I used to like this show, but now I don't know how I feel. My evening has been ruined, and it's all your fault, Pepin yeah. and Meter. Wait, wow. Why does he bring me into this? I didn't, I didn't do it. Don't, don't drag Pepin's name through the mud just because I made a contrasting decision to put Lewis where he belonged. See... I understand you're trying to take this from the clickbait perspective, but it's not working because you, you just piss people off. Well, maybe they need to be pissed off then to see the truth. So I, I think we just need a moment for you to address your shame and to take back everything you said. Uh, I, I am addressing my shame. I, Meter, fully stand by everything I've said and in no way take any of it back. Um, deal with it. Okay, so I think that that does it, right? As as you heard, Meter did apologize for everything he did, and he he also admitted to the fact that he hasn't slept in nights over this because he just felt so bad about how he has affected all y'all. So I I think with that we're gonna get into the episode, and I just hope that you know we can win back your trust. And when I say we, I mean like. You, you, you know, like, at least if I lost your trust, let me just lose trust in meter, not me. Because yeah. it, it's, I don't want to be alone. We'll get started uh, in five, four, three. That was another great episode of Breaking Bad. This episode, oh, it happened, I think. Kind of. Maybe. It's like we had like the plot moving forward, but it's also kind of staying still. And that's kind of my initial impression. I think there's definitely a lot to dive in with uh, the, the, the different items that happened. But I, think, I kind of feel like we're seeing a playing out of the plot points of the previous episode. Um, Peter, I want to get your general opinion before we dive into each section. Uh, it felt less like progression and more like uh, reveal. So it's progression in the sense that we now understand more and have seen more. 
um, but not in the sense of movement of the character's positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's more that's... like more of the board is now we can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I-, I think the biggest instance of that would be uh, the twins, because we kind of could see like where they're coming from, but we didn't know what piece they were exactly. We still don't know what piece they are, really, but... Uh, and I, I guess we kind of know more to dynamics and how these, you know, these pieces kind of move essentially or where they are moving their momentum. Uh, so where do you think would be best to start off here? Um, something ancillary. Okay. Maybe. I mean, we can either do Jesse's entire storyline or um, just the opening of where of Walt getting arrested or whatever. Okay, so let's do let's do actually let's do Skyler first, and then we'll do Jesse, and then then Walt, and then okay. the twins because the twins intersect with Walt later. Okay, uh, if if that makes sense. Okay, so starting with Skyler, I think we said Skyler first, right? That's those are the words you said. Yeah. Okay, sorry, it, it it's like I'm tired. Uh, so Skyler is still dealing with the burden of Walt. Uh, and she is trying to get him to maintain distance. She is being kind of uh, hit from the different sidelines about like you know what she should be doing from Walt Jr., a bit from Hank, a bit from Marie to some degree. Uh, and she is pushing back, and she doesn't want to reveal really any information. Uh, she does let Walt Jr. be himself, which I think is good because a lot of parents in those situations, they might uh, fight back say, you know, you don't understand or, you know, you should be grateful and stuff like that. But uh, instead, she's letting him vent his frustration. And, you know, I I think it's good she's doing that. But uh, it's hard to say how you should play a situation here. And I think Skyler's probably doing the best she can, but she's not doing that great at it. But, you know, how how well can really do in this situation? Yeah. No, I think that she's kind of just taken all of the weight herself um and i i think there's nothing she really can do other than that right now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah she's particularly in a bind because she can't reveal uh anything because it could get the hank right and uh i I think you know beyond just not wanting to implicate walt necessarily because she probably still cares about him on some level right so it's probably a little bit of that of that there but there's also the fact that uh kind of as Saul pointed out, if she does say something, it's probably going to blow right up in her face. You know, big scandal. Uh, the DA or whoever might come in, take the house, you know, as some sort of, uh, at, at, uh, was it, uh, asset forfeiture. You know, it, it gets a lot, like a very, like, into the weeds with complexities. And a big issue with that is she's got a baby. She's got, you know, now she's taking care of Walt Jr. Like, she's got a lot going on and it's, would probably be too much drama already on top of the drama that's there to deal with. Yeah, there she is. She has a lot to a lot to think about right now, and it's put her in a very very tight position. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, now, if you were in Skyler's position, there would you try to get Walt to back off in a similar manner? Um, I don't know, man. There's just been so much that's happened, so it's really hard to know. Um, but it, it's really hard to put myself in that position because I know more than she does. So like to strip all of that away and, and dive down into like what she knows. But I do think the, the whole Ted situation is interesting parallel and maybe where she would, would have been if Walt had been, um, honest from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It, it's, it's super interesting because what happened there was, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Ted, Skyward called him out on some of the issues she saw, and uh, she Ted tried to get some information like how to cover up his tracks, and she, she kind of like said, you know, not in writing, but you know, I can't approve it this time, but you know, if mm-hmm. they do, you know, and uh, it, it's kind of like a silent collusion, and there's kind of two interesting parallels there. One was with the previous scene where the twins were kind of doing similar with Tio. They were kind of hiding information by not having any traces. That's kind of what Skylar's about here too. 
but also kind of with the the, the Walt storyline. And I said during the reaction that uh, Walt and Ted are kind of similar, but they're also kind of different. Because Ted seems like more like he's just trying to deal with it every day to day, and it's kind of he's he, he's he's trying to stay above water by dealing the day to day and kind of doing evil from that way. Walt has these lofty goals and kind of uh, expectation, and he's trying to avoid day to day type stuff, and you know he ends up doing evil to kind of overcome that. So the kind of like opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was it was an interesting question from Skylar to ask Ted like what what if your kids found out I think I think she's trying to understand Walt through Ted hmm like why would Walt do this what would and she's also trying to understand her own position like what if Walt Jr. found out uh what if you know the baby uh, Holly found out what would that mean uh how would you explain that away um how would she explain it how would Walter explain it. I think she's trying to kind of understand. Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's kind of interesting because I understand her perspective, but it's also kind of weird because do you need to explain something in that situation or is the explanation for yourself? Cause I don't think she knows where, like, I don't think she could explain this to herself. So I think you're right. She's trying to understand this through Ted and it's a similar situation. I, I almost wonder if she gravitated towards Ted for kind of that reason where she saw a little bit of Walt in him. And it, it, like she, she could kind of like grasp onto him more than he could onto Walt. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I think it's it's definitely an inter- interesting parallels between the both of them doing, you know, illegal things for what they say is the reason of others. Hmm. Right. Right. So. Is there anything else with the Skyro storyline? I mean, she called about the pizza. I mean, I don't know why she's upset. I think it's a great, you know, little uh, upgrade to the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it was not, you know, say uh, asked for, but it's kind of like, you know, someone puts like a gold-plated bowl on your uh, front lawn. You're really going to mm-hmm. complain? Well, the only other thing is that uh, now Saul is tracking her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Using, using the cleaner. So with that, Saul, I'm I'm trying to get the read on Saul there because the only thing I can think is that Saul's worried that Skyler might become a snitch. Yeah, I think he's, you know, he took, because Walt said, you know, she's a problem and he told Walt, no, she's not. Don't worry about it. She's not going to do anything. Uh, Then he's like, I think that was him just talking his client down and being like, yeah, but I better keep an eye out on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Walt's not very, very, uh, I, I, I think Saul was kind of impressed with Walt to begin with, and now he's just realizing his client is kind of insane and kind of imploding. So, yeah. you know, he probably f- feels like he has to cover for her because Walt might make some mistake, i.e. sneaking into the house and taking a shower that's going to get him into real trouble. Yeah. So I, I, th- I think Saul is 100% on there. I don't know how far Saul would be willing to go to kind of like protect himself, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get the impression Saul would, Saul would take out Skyler if, if it came to it. Cause it's kind of a little bit tenuous that it would go back to him. And plus Saul has plenty of other clients, I assume that have done similar, you know, shitty stuff. And he's not so worried about that, but it still might be a worry he has, but I don't know yeah. if he'd execute on it. I don't think he would. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's trying to stay ahead of it before it gets to that situation to begin with. I see, because then you could, I mean, the very least, even if he doesn't put a hit out or kind of do anything, he could distance himself from Walt or kind of yeah. shred the evidence or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, okay. Okay, uh, so, yeah, so the Saul storyline was kind of funny, uh, just going over to Saul. Saul was very out of his, el- okay, I'm not going to say he was out of his element, but he just, like, was having a hard time this episode. Yeah, I mean, he seemed very much in his element. He just didn't, he just, I think Saul sees things from Saul's perspective very, very clearly um, and has a hard time, like, shifting that to, like, if he can't, if he can't change somebody else's mind with logical reasoning, like, he's like, I don't, there's nothing more I can do here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That, that's true. He, he, he's, he's a pure businessman, which is partly why I love him. Mm. Hmm. And he does, I, I guess he accounts for his uh, risks as well, you know. He's like, okay, I see the Walt perspective as a risk right now. And also, I see it as a potential opportunity because Walt has a lot of, uh, you know, like he's a genius when it comes to making meth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from, from he's always having a hard time understanding what's going on. I mean, he, he gets it, but he's also just kind of like, I, I don't know how to talk to you, Walt. Yeah, it's more of the, you're in a position that I can't really do anything about, so I'm just going to leave. Uh-huh. Situation. Mm-hmm. And then we also had the situation where, uh, you know, like, like it was kind of funny when Jesse kind of like said, hey, I got a job for you. And then Saul was just like, so just like taken back. It's like, wait, 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 what? Like, yeah, was- I mean, he, he had just spent a bunch of time explaining to Jesse, like, that he doesn't think Jesse has any value, pretty much. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's like, Walt built this whole thing all by himself, single-handedly, and now he just wants to walk away. And uh, he's like, you know, you have no nothing... That, that you need to worry about you're a young single dude just living your life no worries at all like so Saul like clearly just does not understand Jesse even a little bit ah yeah I see I see because he hasn't had any like uh I, I guess the same thing as Gus like Gus discard Jesse as a junkie mm-hmm. and, and in some respects that has been true at least the last season but I think we know as an audience that that's not true. And Jesse was a big part of why Walt got super successful with this whole meth business. But, uh, yeah. what, like they're, they're two sides of the same coin, or that's not true. They're, they, they both need each other to kind of be successful. And Jesse yeah. was a very big enabler of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he kind of, he didn't take, he didn't seem to take too, too much offense to being completely brushed over there by Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it did show that Saul doesn't really understand Jesse at all. Mm-hmm. I think he may have taken it worse if it wasn't for the fact that he had a bunch of money in his hand right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also maybe for the fact that he had just come to some sort of realization about who he was. Mm-hmm. You know, that realization, of course, be negative. But, you know, if you kind of set yourself at a bar super low, when someone tells you that you're kind of like uh, worthless, you're kind of mm-hmm. like, huh, okay. You know, what was was he got? Well, I think I think he also has that. I think maybe he doesn't only have that expectation of himself, but he thinks that's how the world views him. Hmm. Um, and that he does. You know, he had last thing he said to Walt was, you know, I understand now. I'm the bad guy. So, like, I think he's. That's what allows him to a take that verbal berating because you know he kind of f- probably feels like he deserves it and then b what allows him to do what he does to his parents mm-hmm. oh i see he's like i'm the bad guy fuck it like hmm. yeah i did think that it was a little bit aggressive what we did there and uh we'll cover jesse's storyline more in depth here but yeah yeah that, that definitely makes sense a bit of that interaction because he has he has the hmm, it, it's not that Yes, he, he's taking a beating. He's okay with being more berated now. But it's also like he's okay with the action he's about to take and because mm-hmm. he is the bad guy. Well, I think he also justifies it with his interaction with his father before that. Uh-huh. That kind of leads him to that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so let's say we get into the Jesse storyline. So mm-hmm. uh, he goes back home and sees, or he drives there. I think he was maybe looking for a place to stay. It's a little hard to know. Uh, but he noticed that the the house sign said for sale, and he's like, "Oh, interesting." And he has a little back and forth with his father, and his father seemed like he was trying to like let Jesse back into the life a little bit, but also kind of putting up a little bit of a wall there. Mm-hmm. Does that seem accurate to you? Yes. Okay. And then Jesse wants to see inside, but then the father kind of p- puts a stop to that because, like, I don't want you to get too you know hopeful here that this house is for you because I know where it's gonna go and. It's almost like the, uh, was it the, sh- that that story of Odysseus and the sirens? Like, you know, if Jesse gets in there and sees his child, you know, clean shaven and wide eyed, he might just give in to giving him the house back. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's no read, but maybe that's part of it. I think that might be a little much, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think they are cautious. Uh, I think Jesse was trying to come back and say, like, like Jesse genuinely did not seem like he wanted anything from them. I did not read he needs somewhere to stay at all. I mean, the guy has 
three quarters of a million dollars. Like he doesn't need to beg for a handout. Mm -hmm. Um, I read it as he was earnestly happy for them and whatever decisions they were making. Hmm. Um, Cause that's what he had said. He had been like, like it, it seemed very genuine when he said, good for you guys. Like when they said they were selling the place, they had done all these renovations. It did not seem to me like he was asking for anything, but rather like he was genuinely trying to reconnect with his family. Hmm. I have to think about that because I think I agree with you, but I'm also a little bit uncertain because it seems like he was trying to get a hook in there too. And I'll, I'll back down a bit on maybe the thought that he was trying to crash there. I think it's still possible, but you, you are right. He, you know, he's what's going to get the money, right? You know, what reason would he have to crash there when he could just go to Walt's place or go to a hotel? I mean, besides maybe he, he's just wants to stay somewhere for free, but no, I, I think you're right at that step. So I think, I think maybe I'll walk back to, he was being just kind of like happy for them or just kind of like objective and neutral. But I, I do feel like he was throwing a couple hooks out there. Oh, he does. I mean, he, he wanted to get back with his family. He wants to, he wanted to have his family back, I think, because I think that more than anything, relationships are what's most important to Jesse. And he wanted to try and build a relationship again with people who he would probably have the best opportunity to actually do that. But I think his, his dad hasn't had the experience of meeting a fully clean, actually somewhat changed Jesse who's not there for a handout. So he's assuming that that's what he's looking for much as you were. But I think Jesse was earnestly coming hat in hand, not trying to do that, just wanting a relationship. Isn't and the dad thought he wanted something more. That was, That's what I read there. Hmm. I, I think you're probably more on the money with that. And I, I guess... I, I guess there's a distinction there, or a contrast between him and Walt, because uh, Walt just wants to be, be back with his family, and uh, you know it doesn't happen. He just gets more irritated. Jesse wants to be with his family. His family rejects him, kind of in a different way than Walt's fan. But uh, Jesse's just like, "Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna like reject me this way? Well, fuck you. Here's the bird." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wait. I'm moving. I'm moving back in. <laughs> And that drives drives an even bigger wedge into that situation too, mm-hmm. because you know the family's now going to be like, where'd you get this money? You know, will they though? Oh yeah, they'll know. They're right. <laughs> will they? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. They know there's a meth lab in the basement. Never mind. It was nice that he's like, oh, you did all these renovations for me. Thank you for free. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Pretty much, right? <laughs> That that's very true. <laughs> he he got quite the steal there, uh, yeah. and I I wonder if he came up with that plan or if Saul came up with that plan. Probably a bit of both. Mm-hmm. But they had insider knowledge, and they we're a little bit confused. Is the lawyer okay? So they go to the table there with the the lawyer, and there's an anonymous uh, bidder, and the family is super happy, and. You know, the the other lawyer guy or how, realtor, wherever he is, he started the financials of it. So he's like, oh, hey, this is going to be great. Uh, I, I guess maybe he didn't see the full financials or maybe he saw 400,000. This, this, is, this is enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is, is that your kind of reading or my, my reading is that he saw that he had a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was good enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's on the sale for eight hundred thousand or eight fifty, I think it was. And it's pretty high sale price, especially back back then. So his parents got some money. Especially if they put four hundred thousand into upgrading it. I mean, th- that that's pretty extreme. But they made one I don't know whose fault this was. It looks like it's the one of the parents, but they admitted that there's a meth lab in the basement. That's a big no no. Yeah. It goes back to that thing where everybody in the show has does illegal shit. Mm-hmm. Some bigger, some smaller, but everybody's doing it. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I, I thought Jesse's parents were like good, uh, mm-hmm. like good people, and m- maybe they're still all right, right? But yeah, that that is kind of fucked up that they just like, oh yeah, what's this pawn off this meth house? And that's probably why they wanted to sell it too. I mean, beyond the obvious reasons, but you know, it's like, uh, yeah, there's a meth basement in the 
here. You know, let's just get rid of this. Also, we, we're pretty sure that someone got flushed down the uh, the toilet. Yup. $450,000 mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so then Jesse, he walks in with the keys like a badass. Mm-hmm. And again, a little bit of juxtaposition there with Walt, because uh, Walt is locked out of his house. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think my prediction this season was partially that like Jesse's gonna be more up on the rise and Walt's gonna be on the on the downfall, and mm-hmm. so far it's panning out that way. Yeah, and I mean they started in opposite positions, so like I think it made sense that they were able to, you know, they both had the opposite direction to move. Jesse really didn't have much lower he could go. That's true. That's true. It, it, I mean. In my opinion, if they made him any lower, it would just be kind of a, like uh, not fun to watch. Um, who knows? They would have to make him like a, a villain. Oh, that's true. That's true. That, that Which is totally something. possible. They could make him and Walt directly against each other. They could have him drag Walt down with him into into the abyss. Like there, I think there are things he could have done, but I think that it makes more sense to have him go up, especially if you're going to bring Walt down or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, one thing I wonder for Jesse is what's going to happen when his moral compass gets like pushed mm-hmm. because you know, you could say the pa- thing with the parents. I mean, I think the parents kind of deserve that. Right. I mean, they're trying to commit this, this fraudulent activity and you know, I think, I think you got like a good one, a good one in on them. Was it kind of shitty to do or kind of weird, or, you know, sure. Whatever. But I don't think it's really that bad, like, ethically. But my question is, when we have, like, a real moral dilemma, where maybe we have another situation, like, with Tuco, or with uh, Crazy 8 or something, where you'd have to kill somebody, or, you know, do something really fucked up, is Jesse going to roll with it and say, I'm the bad guy? Or is he going to feel like he has this weight now to choose because he is the bad guy, but he has the option now not to be the bad guy? Mm Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Because, because, because I, I, you might think he's leaning more towards evil now, but I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. But in, anyway, so we ha- let's go on to the next character here, which is going to be uh, Walt Jr. Not too much to touch on with him. Uh, I, th- I think everything Walt Jr. is saying and feeling is completely realistic. I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel for him. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't think there's anything like. Uh, super interesting in there but i think you know it's important to the plot and you know the actor does a very good job explaining those feelings and situations mm-hmm. his uh his name change i think would be the only thing to touch on oh yeah yeah and we, we kind of touched upon that a little bit before uh where skyler was kind to distance walt jr from walt to some degree by calling him i don't know what it was mason or something like that uh, flynn i don't know i I don't yeah, know Flynn. that she was doing, doing that. Uh, well, she was purposely referring to him as Flynn, which I guess maybe was established prior. You, you yeah, seem like, I mean, he, he asked for that. She's just like calling him whatever he's asking to be called. Okay. Hmm. I'll back down on this one. because I mean, we, can, we can just disagree, but yeah. maybe she has ulterior motives as well from your perspective. I think she's just calling him what he's asking to be called. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, but I, I think whether it was, like, I think it's kind of flipped. First, it was kind of respect or whatever, and then a bit of, like, uh, you know, being nice or, or tr- trying to distance. So, okay. But, yeah, that, that's another point right there. So, uh, next storyline. You think it would be better to talk about the twins first? And then I maybe mean, we'll... You could touch on Hank and Marie real quick as well, just like you did Walt Jr. Oh, yeah. So Hank was a bro. He bailed Walt out. Mm-hmm. It seems like Hank definitely agrees more with Skyward's side. Uh, though I, I can think he more just wants to be left out of it. But then he heard about the whole thing with the kids, and Hank is kind of like, Skyward, a little bit fucked up there. Come on. Yeah, pretty much. Which I think Hank would think differently if he knew what, what was involved in, but this is the whole, like, uh, you know, lie within a lie. Yeah. Yeah. And then he has his own theories as to what happened, which Marie does not agree with. 
Right, right. And I, I think you're right. I think Marie does have a good, or she has a good understanding of her sister, but I think she just has good people sense too. Like, there's got to be something more going on here. This seems a little bit much for like a cheating kind of thing. Also, you know, what had a baby on the way and everything, cancer, like, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of throw some of my flags out there, but Hank's, again, Hank can't see Walt for who he truly is quite yet. Yeah. No, for sure. But it is, it's always interesting to see how Marie is so free thinking and sees, uh, sees things for one step further than what is being presented to her. She sees through a lot of things and it continues to, to push, um, Hank to see things differently. Hmm. Hmm. She's almost like a lens for Hank. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I kind of agree with Hank in general, you know, I, I think, I, I think if there's like some sort of divorce or something like that, you get, you gotta be very mindful of the kids and everything, you know, either way. Uh, I, I think in this situation, I think, you know, Sky would be in the right and maybe she doesn't want to give away information. And, you know, I, I, I think I agree with what Sky was doing, but I think in general, you got to be, I, I don't think Hank's response is really that off, you know, base. Mm -hmm. No, nope, I don't think so either. Especially when his perception of Walt, who hasn't really done much. Yeah. And so then from there, uh, let's cover the, the twins. So twins, uh, we find out that they, it, it seems like the people there in the police department or DEA, they kind of know about these twins a little bit. They seem to have some familiarity with them. Uh, they, no, 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 I thought they had like a code name for them. Like that was already no. existing. No, they have. Um, they were talking about the smuggler, the guy who was transporting the illegals. Oh, okay, okay. So I misunderstood they, that. Yeah, they were trying to nab that smuggler for a couple of years now, and then now this time they find him. He's murdered. Everybody else is murdered. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, so that guy was a smuggler. The guy who was the American guy. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, so it's, they they nabbed him, but you know, everyone died, and Hank correctly assumed that someone found out something they weren't supposed to find out. Yeah, yeah, because there was no drugs on board, because that's what Gomez thought. He said, "Okay, so obviously, if this is what happened, it wasn't just people they were transporting." And Hank's like, "Nope, it is. It was just that." Hmm. And they're like, "Well, why'd they send this to us?" He's like, "They didn't." I pulled this specifically because I think this is connected. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Okay. Which is very, it's just Hank being very good at his job hmm. to connect something completely unrelated to what their business is. Hmm. I, I think, I think Hank's kind of like a, a laser pointer. Like if he knows the context and can kind of see like, like, like he's very good at pinpointing certain things. But he has to have the context in which yeah. to like aim. Yeah, and I think I think he has blind spots that he can't get get over. Mm. I.e. Walt. Yeah, yeah, which is a very understandable blind spot. I mean, why would he assume he's become a criminal, you know, mastermind or something? Or Suddenly, yeah, definitely not a I mastermind mean, it, though. It's also good to note that they brought up that the blue meth has been missing, mm -hmm. um, and that's because Walt stopped cooking. So now we know blue meth has dried up in the market so when will market demand become massive to the point maybe gus ups his offer hmm okay let, let me think about that here real quick yeah okay because you, you i thought for a second that wasn't true because i thought they were just putting the meth other places but that's right they were tracking it and mm -hmm. of course where they're tracking now they've it's you no know, not shown up either and this also may be a reason for Saul and also uh, Gus to kind of push forward on this meth business because they see a demand in the market most likely. And they're like, we have to fill this demand and we don't have the means to. And the, the implication specifically from when Walt and Gus had initially made this deal was that Walt had said, you can charge two, three, four times what you're charging now. So the idea is that for Gus, this is not only a great business opportunity, but this is like 
being able to take your profit margins and double triple them hmm. uh, so this is like i can imagine very very big for gus to be able to at least understand how this is made and and get back to something close to it uh, it's a product nobody else is offering hmm. gives a competitive advantage which in business it's everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i guess there's a risk reward opportunity there but i guess the risk is is uh is low enough for him to offer you know also gus is very very uh secretive uh, speaking of secretive with the twins they're super secretive <laughs> yeah go ahead they, have they talked yet nope uh how do they communicate ouija boards well i mean uh tio couldn't talk either hector can't talk so mm-hmm. it was kind of perfect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm i'm i think so I think two things here. I think that these twins are the cousins that Tuco was talking about uh, back in mm. season two. Uh, I think there's enough to infer that, at least through the connection to Tio. Mm. I think Tio probably is the one that kind of sent out the line on this. Okay. Uh, I mean, it could be somebody else too, just getting word that Tuco died and trying to investigate. But I, I think it was probably Tio, is, is my guess. You seem, you seem a little bit like... No? Okay. Sorry. I thought you had something to say there. Uh, nope. So they, they're up there and they're there for a hit. It definitely seems like they want to just kill Walt. Uh, and they find out where he lives uh, pretty easily. And uh, I kind of don't get the logistics of this a little bit here because they just go up, show up to his house and just like wait out on the, you know, outside while he's taking a shower, him being Walt. I mean, I, I get it's a little bit dramatic, but I think there's just a lot of assumptions there that they knew Walt was home, that it was, they knew Walt was in the shower. I mean, it could have been somebody else, Skylar, for instance. Uh, like, I think this was except, a lot of... Except he was actively singing. Okay, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, the front door was unlocked, so that implies somebody's home. Mm-hmm. Well, the, uh, his car was in the yard, mm-hmm. which I... Wouldn't imagine it would be very difficult if you have a guy's name and can find his address. You can know what he drives. Mm-hmm. Okay. He could. They could have also been casing and waiting for him to show up. Mm-hmm. Specifically, so mm-hmm. I, I don't. I personally don't see the the cognitive disconnect there. But it, it just seems like a like a super hard play for something that may not work out and may implicate you a lot. Like I can get it if you're in the middle of the desert and you you know blow up a car like he did. Like I think I think that makes sense, but here, like, if they start murdering people, like, yes, they've been very careful, but it it seems like it seems like it's more like a sacrifice than anything. You know, they're willing to sacrifice themselves for it. That's the only thing I could think. Mm-hmm. Either that, or they're really really careful, but obviously not because uh, you know they're seen going in. So okay, but anyway, so uh, they. Out there, just waiting for Walt. It's kind of funny how they're just like just sitting there, just like, <laughs> like you know, it may have made sense to kill him in the shower because then at least the blood has more to drain. But uh, you know, they want—they're probably going to take him hostage though, really, because then they could dispose of him somewhere else. Now that I think of it. But anyway, they get a cuss, a, a call from uh, or a text from somebody that we assume is Gus, because uh, Saul's person the cleaner saw that something was going down and uh he's like shit shit this isn't good and so seems like he got had a connection to gus and then gus knows these people and kind of called them so there's a bit of a knowledge triangle going on here but it kind of implies that the twins are a separate party but they're a party that is connected to gus at the very least Mm mm-hmm they might be part of it. You, you seem like you can't say much there. I mean, what do you want me to say? <laughs> to talk about the twins and what you th- what we think about them at the moment. Um, no, I think I think you're making all fair assumptions. Um, the cleaner's connection with Gus is super interesting. I think um, because we know he's connected with Saul. And we know that Saul is the one who's connected with Gus. So is the cleaner, the connection that Gus had been, Gus and Saul have. Hmm. 
so the cleaner might be like a general purpose cleaner and not just like a single single uh, entity cleaner. Right. Yeah, he may not just work for Saul. Um, it's clear he has at least some interest in whatever's going on with Gus because he makes he puts his neck out and makes a phone call about it. Mm -hmm. the, the the interesting scene there was when um, they showed Gus and he was like in a dry cleaner essentially. Mm -hmm. So probably just laundering money we'd assume. Where he was exactly though, I don't know. Was that was was that in the states or was that somewhere else? <clears throat> the people oh. looked like they're Hispanic, if I recall correctly. So, but we're also on the border too, so it seems pretty likely that they would be there. Does, does he need to launder money? I mean, he has a chicken business. Uh, I think he does, right? Because but wouldn't he launder it through most pollos? Uh. I'm not certain. I, I, I assume it's part of it. Like I, oh. I assume it's multiple businesses and also he's cleaning money is what I assumed. Maybe he's cleaning product too. I don't know. Are you talking about physically? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, we saw both do that too. Uh, cause you, you know, you, you clean the money and that way it's not dirty and doesn't have any fingerprints or whatever on it. Maybe I'm okay. talking about my ass. I think so. Okay. Okay, it's fine. Well, what else would he be doing there at a dry cleaner? Cleaning money. <laughs> okay, wouldn't he own a money business if, like, is this just some random... Yeah, uh-huh. He would have a vested interest in the Fed. <sighs> okay, okay. So, let's move on to the last storyline, unless there's anything about the twins or anything. Uh, no? Okay. Walt. So, give me a little bit about Walt. Walt, Walter White is a man with a bald head and whitey tighties who grabbed his crotch and threw a pizza. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got two great things to this episode. I mean, number mm -hmm. one, uh, uh, El Pollo with, you know, the, the crotch grabbing. And we mm -hmm. got uh, the pizza on the roof. I mean, what else do we need? He had, he had dipping sticks. <laughs> Listen, I didn't know it could get any better, but you just reminded me it could. Yeah, that was a very good line. <laughs> a very good last ditch. I I have dipping sticks and then shut lock. Dipping sticks. I and I mean he's he, he starts out, you know, fighting fighting with a cop for pretty much nothing. I think that was just like a mental breakdown it, over losing his family. I think part of what it was is that I think you're right. It was a mental breakdown, but the, the issue that the cop pulled him over for was that the windshield was completely busted. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like Walt tried to pretend like it wasn't busted or he, he had an excuse for it and everything. And just, I don't know. Oh, oh, like Walt didn't have any cares about that. He was pretending like it wasn't there. And I think more so what the police officer did was he forced Walt to look at something he didn't want to look at. Mm -hmm. Which is probably the reason why Walt kept on bringing up this whole like a uh, plane incident because that's been hanging over his head like the whole ep you know like this last episode, like mm -hmm. he still feels responsible for that and like he, he's still off on a tirade about it because he's trying to you know get himself off culpability wise. Yeah, and I mean he was he was playing the victim, mm -hmm. and to this thing that happened that was really his fault mm -hmm. in a way. So super interesting. I think that's a really good point on your part that he was making him own responsibility for for it, and he didn't want to own responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we saw a couple of characters with that little like uh that little thing on there. Pretty much approach. everybody who wasn't a main part of the plot, yeah, had mm -hmm. it. Right, and it kind of goes back a little bit to the vision here. And I think we see Walt kind of gain his vision back a little bit. He kind of starts looking at things more realistically. But then I also think we start seeing him lose his vision kind of later in the episode. Mm. So like when he's talking to Saul, uh, I, I think he is being very real about things. I think when he's talking to Hank, he's being very real about things. Like he, he got pepper sprayed. Uh, he didn't see that coming somehow. And it's kind of, I think the same thing from uh, this whole vision shit. 
Uh, it's almost like he's crying. It's almost like he's having his outburst. And this is kind of his uh, coping with it. Mm -hmm. uh, he calls Hank, which is kind of interesting because yeah, I think you've said before, like you can always rely on Hank, and that's another instance of that. No, yep. and, and also it's probably easier to get out of jail with a cop, you know, or a yep. DEA agent. So a little bit uh, strategic there too. Uh, and then he's hearing Hank talk about him and everything that's happened. And it, it's like, it, he, he had an interesting face on him during that scene. Do you remember that scene? Mm -hmm. what, what was that face exactly? Cause I have my own idea, but I want to hear yours. I don't know. I, cause I had expected it. Cause he was pretty much, Hank was pretty much saying, take pity on the guy. And that's like, the bane of Walt's existence, but then Walt ends up apologizing. So I thought Walt would be mad about all of that, but he wasn't. He just seemed to be like, I don't know. Maybe he actually wanted to be pitied in that moment, which is interesting because it's completely against his his character. Hmm. Yeah, that that convinces me a bit there because that that seems like a good fit. I also feel like it's kind of like a. A little bit like Jesse in some regard, because I think Walt is kind of looking at his place where he is, and he's kind of realizing right now he's at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Like he's pretending like he wants to be on, on top and kind of up here, but now he just realizes like I don't have shit, man. Oh, oh wait, mm -hmm. what am I doing? Like I'm 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 just a, like a loser right now, and it, it it's it's kind of a lens for Walt to understand how he's perceived. Whereas I think I think Walt's been not very concerned concerned with how people perceive him up to this point. Yeah, I mean I I don't know if I can agree with that. I think he's been hyper concerned with how people perceive him. Like that's been one of his biggest concerns. He needed to control how people see him in order to do what he's done and to lie the way he's lied. He needed to understand how everyone was seeing him at every moment, and he hated anybody who perceived him in a way that was. Uh, lesser than how he was perceiving himself. Hmm. So, so maybe that's the distinction there. He's still concerned about how people perceive him, but now he can't back up his his false narrative of how he actually is, at least at this moment. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of in a raw situation at the moment. Hmm. All right. All right. He's very, you know, caught up over this whole thing with uh, Walt Jr. and mm -hmm. the baby not being able to see them. Yeah, and then he sees Walt Jr. and he gets you know lit up and everything. He's super happy. Uh, actually, before that though, we had a weird scene with the pool. Yeah, and it, it's like I think there's something going on there. It's like there's all these metaphors with like water and cleaning and stuff like that. I just want to touch base on that because he essentially passes by this community pool and he like grabs the little cleaner thing and takes something out of it. I think that happened once in season one. And I also believe it happened once or twice in season two. And then mm -hmm. we also, have, of course, have the thing in season three with, was it season three? Yeah, I think it was season three with the the eyeball and the uh, the, the bear and everything. Mm -hmm. So there's something weird going on out of there. And maybe he's just trying to like f find himself in the wreckage. Yeah, maybe. He, it was a Band-Aid. He took a Band-Aid out of the pool. Hmm. Huh. Um, and maybe it was, uh, you know, old habits. He's used to doing that for his own pool. So he's just doing that because this is where he stays. So he still takes the pride in, in where he's staying in mm -hmm. the pool. Mm -hmm. It's probably something with the, the water as well, mm -hmm. keeping the keeping the water clean. But this is after he's done. This is kind of like when he's back on, I think he's on an upswing. Like he hits the bottom at the beginning and middle of the episode, and then he starts heading back up on the back end of it. And this is on that back end. Yeah, I think it's honestly Walt Jr. that kind of set him off on that, you know, up upswing. Mm -hmm. I, I think, well, okay, I think he was realizing he's at a low, and mm -hmm. then he kind of starts, you know, planning accordingly that, like, it's like, okay, this is where I am, I need to act accordingly, you know, be, be rational. But then he sees Walt Jr., and his emotions start getting involved, and then Walt Jr. kind of starts talking him up a lot, and then Walt kind of starts giving into this sort of fantasy. Uh, we yeah. see him, you know, kind of get the idea in his head, ding, and then he's like, okay, time to get the mouthwash out. That way I don't smell booze. And let's try to have a nice family dinner here. Like, like he's going off on like a complete long shot in a fantasy. Uh, and it, it's really painful to watch. I don't know where the your whole booze thing came from. I don't think there was any indication of that. 
prior to him leaving um, his old house. You think he was just trying to clean up there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because we know at some point that, because that was, uh, what, the next day? We know at some point between the two days, he got his car fixed and he was just returning back home. So I don't know how he would have just gotten home and had been drinking. If he was at work, then he got his windshield fixed and then he went home. Hmm. I don't know how he would have ha- even had time to drink. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. It, it, it seems highly unlikely. I still, it's implied that he was drinking on later in the episode, which I... Yeah, later when he when he passed out, for sure. I, I assumed he was drinking like all through that point, like mm-hmm. this kind of recklessly, but I don't think that's right. I think he was sober, kind of like Jesse was a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think he drank until he got rejected by Skyler. I think that's when he, he was drinking. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So from there, he goes in with Skyler and they have a little back and forth. Doesn't go very well. He has a way too big pizza. <laughs> Is he like compensating for something? No. I mean, we, we start part of the Poyo. I mean, at least the outline. And we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know he's he's got something great there. Okay. Um, <laughs> meter save me. Uh, let's pivot. Uh, so then the pizza ends up on the roof. So that you said that's a big metaphor. Uh, yeah, completely. For having dough, the dough hanging over their head. Yeah, uh, let's go with that. Yeah, like he has he has this two big pizza, right? Which is all this dough and this cheddar, and it's all up all, up on the roof. It's all over their head, right? She doesn't mm-hmm. even know it's there, uh, but he does. He's the one who put it there. Um, and this could be great. This could feed their family, but she rejects it even though he has dipping sticks. And then she's mad about it. When she finds out about it, she's like, why didn't you mention this? Like, what do you get a hold of yourself? Get yourself under control. Hmm. God damn it. I, I threw out the metaphor as a joke there and now you made it serious. Yeah. Well, I had to save you from that weird boyo thing. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be very clear. Like, I think it is a metaphor, you know, dough, cheddar, you know, that's mm-hmm. all you really need for a good metaphor is yeah. ingredients to, to a pizza. Yeah. Although you usually don't use cheddar on a pizza, you use mozzarella, but I mozzarella. mean, okay. It, it's, it's a three cheese pizza. She like, ha- she hangs up and then like a good 15 seconds later, he picks up the phone and yells at her. Mm-hmm. It's like, he wasn't even close to getting to the phone. And I, I, I find it very surprising she called him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's probably like, I don't have a ladder. No, I actually didn't have a ladder. I fell in Walt's dick. I don't have like a, I don't know. I, I don't want to go up and on this ladder. So she doesn't, she doesn't deal with it. We know. Yeah. I mean, she's kind of in a hurry too, I guess. But there's the pizza there. And that pizza, I know I've seen that scene before. I thought it actually happened in the earlier seasons because. I saw a number of different times, and I just assumed it happened in the early seasons, but it seems like it happens in season three, which I find surprising. Yep, that's exactly when that happens. It's really hilarious, because I was about to bring it up. I was going to bring it up in one of our season discussions, mm-hmm. saying, like, you know, I think we may have missed an episode, because I didn't see the pizza scene yet. Yeah, well, now you've seen it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now you can, and you know, it's full context. Hmm. And the context is, um, it, it's... Great. So next we have the scene with Walt just being, uh, we already talked about it a little bit, but he, he he's like hungover. He's been drinking or something. We don't know what he's been doing, but it's probably just drinking. Uh, given Walt. And I think this episode, we see a bit of a motif where Walt's getting very um, overwhelmed or he's being He's getting like the death by a hundred paper cuts, essentially, or by a thousand paper cuts. And this is kind of the stuff he was kind of having issues with in the first season. Dealing with these little trifles of life. Like, for instance here, the, the whole pizza thing, right? You know, he, he tries to throw the pizza, ends up on the roof. He's just like, ah. you know, he uh, hits his head on the table when he tries to go, you know, answer the phone for Skyler. And also just does it poorly. Uh, there's he sneaks into this little place and then he you know 
kind of this, this and then the ladder falls on them and everything. There's all these little things that happen, just the tiny little inconveniences that just kind of throw them off. And I'm sure during each one of them, he's just like, this is why I did this to avoid this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And now he's having to yeah. deal with it more and more. Yeah. I mean, Skylar changed the locks, so he broke into his own house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and like we said earlier, there's that kind of contrast there. Jesse gets into his own house while it's locked out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Walt gets in through the basement or yeah. the, the crawl space, where you want to call it. Yeah. And kind of sketchy there, Walt. I mean, what was Walt thinking? Uh, that he wanted to be in his own house. Okay. Not, not anything beyond that, though. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I could, like, I, I couldn't read if it was delusion. If he's just trying to pretend like nothing has happened. If he's mm-hmm. just like, this is my own house. I'm going to have you know, kind of like a pride thing. Like, oh, let me try to do the wall of impression. This is my house. I, of course, am going to take a shower in my own house because it's mine. I have pride and dignity. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that could, that could be the emotion there. Well, I mean, he got super dirty climbing into the house. So he needed a shower at that point. Okay, well, that's a that's a point right there. Uh, and he had a bunch of bags with him. That's he, r- that's right. Yeah, his car was filled with a bunch of bags. Is he moving back in there? That's weird. If if he's planning to move back in there, that that would be extremely strange. Mm. And that's one hell of a power move, though. I don't know if that's denial or. Power, yeah, I don't know what that would be. I, I don't have a read on that. How do you think Walt would feel about his home being tapped, whether he's living there or not? Hmm. Because he doesn't know. I think he would have. It's hard to say how he would react in general, but I think how he would react right now is I think he needs to show like he's trying to latch onto anything with his family and trying to be a family man, trying to support that narrative. So I think he would get defensive of his family. He'd be something like, you dare tap my family's house where they live? What? Are you going to peep on them showering? On them eating? On them taking shit? I don't understand this. You are evil. You know, I think he would lay into them. Number one, to kind of put the moral responsibility or blame off himself because he needs he needs somebody to call a villain right now. But also, I think he would just kind of use an excuse to kind of pump himself up as a family man and try to retain something there, some sort of pride he has. Yeah, I think that's all super... That's probably super accurate. I think season one, Walt, though, he would act a little bit different. I think he would have a similar, like, maybe position, but I don't think he would be nearly as extreme. And I think he would just be more awake willing to accept like the brunt you like <sighs> kind of like the golf apartment falling down like you'd just be willing just to put it back up and just kind of deal with it you know yeah j- j- it'd just be an inconvenience the question is would season one walt have gotten dipping sticks <sighs> you know i think he's really grown in, in that way i agree yeah hmm and like, you know, I, th- I think the best way to grow your YouTube channel is by telling people, hey, subscribe, you know, leave a like, comment and say, hey, guys, guess what? Actually, there's anything else to cover. I don't want to just move into it. Uh, no, I mean, they. I think I agree with you. Like and subscribe uh, and leave a comment that says, Meter, we forgive you. You're right all along about Lewis. I mean, how could he drop Junior off at Walt's place. Like, what is he thinking? Um, I, I, I didn't understand anything what you just said there. I'm gonna pretend like nothing bad ever happened. Okay. Uh, am I driving with a wedge that's completely cracked? Completely. But is that okay? Yeah, I think this is what the episode kind of showed us. So, you know, to just pretend like everything's all right. You know, go to my Patreon and just donate all the money in your bank account, and just pretend like you have a lot of money. You know, worst case mm-hmm. scenario, you can. You know, uh, get in through the basement and, you know, get hit in a ladder on your dick. If you have a dick. If you don't, well, too bad. You won't get to experience that ladder on your dick. 
I mean, it's quite the experience. I feel like I feel like I've adopted your sense of humor for this episode. It seems <laughs> maybe. Like, oh. comment, subscribe. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Hold on, I can, I can do it. Hold on. I gotta get my fingers ready though. And if you want to see more reactions like this, I don't know. Do what you want to do because I am Pepin. I react. You react. We react. Po are we? We are a legion that call ourselves Pepin Reacts. Peace. You guys have a great day.